Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Beaudry, a producer here on the front porch. In November, we had our international conference here in Fort Worth. It was fun to see hundreds of rental experts and talk with them, and I'm excited about bringing their voices to our podcast. Yes, this is my excited voice. During the conference, Lauren had all the responsibilities as a central point of contact, so we couldn't steal her away to interview guests. That means our guests got stuck with me. Hopefully they did enough to carry me, and I hope you'll keep listening as we start to figure out what we're doing with this thing. If you like hearing stories of people in the rental industry, if you have question suggestions for future guests, or if you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, let us know about it on Twitter, at Point of Rental, or email us at news at pointofrental.com. And if you really like hearing from people throughout the rental industry and their stories, you can find all of our interviews online at pointofrental.com slash porch. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. Hi, Marty. Welcome Hi. to the Front Porch. Thanks. Um, so we're just going to start off with the easy question. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? Uh, so my name is Marty Lieber. I'm from uh, Perkasie, Pennsylvania, which is just about an hour north of Philadelphia. And I am the owner of George's Tool Rental which is a second-generation um, rental business. We have two locations. Okay. And tell me about your favorite sandwich. Oh, my favorite sandwich. Well, who doesn't love a good PB&J? <laughs> oh, so is that what you picked in the... Uh... No, actually, I picked a hot dog. <laughs> I love hot dogs. But I don't know that that's a sandwich. Okay, so I, I was curious, because a lot of people consider different things, sandwiches or not sandwiches. So did you grow up wanting to be the owner of George's Tool Rental? No, that was never in my forecast. What, so, What did you want to be when you grew up? Actually, this is funny. I wanted to be a CPA, and I wanted to work for the IRS because I love doing tax returns. <laughs> wow. As a kid, you wanted to be a tax? So that was in high school. I thought that would just be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> so, so what happened? Why, why didn't you become a... So I went to college for a year, and then I got my MRS degree instead of a, you know, a BS. I got the MRS. So, oh, okay. yeah, dropped out of college. And um, uh turns out our tax returns, owning a business, are quite complicated. So no longer could I do our own tax returns. So there's that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I guess since you're a second generation, I'll, it's kind of obvious. But what got you into the rental industry? Yeah, so my parents bought um, George's Store Rental in 1970, and I was seven. That tells you my age. Um, and so I worked there. The store was just a little two-car garage, so you just naturally grew up. There was no hours. Um, the break room was the house. My mom baked pancakes for the employees, and um, if my dad needed to use the restroom, he came in the house, and we were destined to the window to watch for customers and had to yell that out. So you just naturally, that was where life was. 10 o'clock at night, we would be outside with my dad, um, hanging out with him because, like I said, there was no hours. You were just always open. Um, so then in high school, uh, I worked out there. We did payroll for my, for my dad. We did the statements with my mom. You're just always a part of the business. The business was your life. It was your family life. And, uh, and then after um, high school, I did work in the summer as the counter person and yard person, loaded up people's equipment and things like that. So... Yeah, it was an interest. And then after I got married, um, ended up back at the store again in the office as a bookkeeper and stuff. 
Okay, so you mentioned that uh, you guys were open like all hours and it's basically your house. Do you have any interesting stories of when anyone came by at like some crazy hour? Yeah, sure. So um, there was a, I think it was a flood, 3 a.m. So the house, the shop phone was actually in the house as well. The business phone was in the house. And because the business was on the same property as the house. So at 3 a.m., the township called up my father and asked about a pump. So my dad said, yep, come on over. Got, got dressed and went out and helped them out. So, yeah, that's what you did back then. So at what point did you guys get out of your house? Um, so never. The house is still there. Oh, wow. Yeah, my dad actually just passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry. And, um, yes, thank you. And uh, I purchased the property uh, last year, and I'm renovating the house right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. You didn't really get to get to the full experiences outside of the industry because you, you were through that one year of of college but do you think that accountants kind of background that you started with that love for the numbers and, and doing the taxes do you think that's kind of influenced how you run the business oh sure yeah and then also i did have other jobs af after working at george's um my dad actually gave me the boot he uh -huh. told me uh to go out and get a real job at the time i was very hurt by that but he tells me later it was just that he wanted me to have experience outside of being in the family business. So I respect that. I wish you would have told me at the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, working in the office and working with numbers is definitely my strong suit. I really enjoy that. And I think that's helped me now as a business owner to uh, understand um, more fully how all that fits together. So where did you work? Oh, so I worked for uh, in a payroll department uh, at a construction company. Um, I worked for an engineering company as, as a secretary. So, yeah, I've had a couple of different jobs. I were, Oh, this was fun. I worked at a sawmill plant. I, was, uh, I made stakes, the wooden stakes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I put the points on them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that was a job. Yeah, it was. That's cool. <laughs> did you ever get any of your stakes that you, that you made? No. I, bun oh. I bundled them. I got <laughs> muscles that summer. Nice. So, yeah. It is fun when you have, like, a job where you can kind of work out and it's like, all right, I don't even have to, I don't need a gym membership. I, yeah, and also there was no brain power used whatsoever in that job, so that was nice. Yeah, it's like you just, as soon as you're done, it's like, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Go home. Just, yep. Yeah. Okay. So what brought you and George's Tool Rental to Point of Rental? So um, in 2007... Um, actually, in 2006, I got much more involved in the business again, and I was in the office full-time. And um, the software we had at the time was, in my opinion, not good. Uh, there was a lot of glitches. Um, when I would ask why this doesn't do this, it was, it was a glitch. Um, why this didn't work or why this report looked this way. Um, I couldn't get anything fixed. If I wanted to get it fixed, it was going to cost me money. And I just wasn't happy at all with how much work we had to do to get things to operate efficiently it was not efficient so they told me at the next rental convention that that was my job that I needed to find the software and um, I was like wow how do you go about finding a software company when there's you know all kinds of vendors there at the show and how do you even go up and ask them what one has over another one so I was very intimidated and overwhelmed so I decided to just stand back and watch the thousands of people walk by me and I would stop a random person and say, do you own a rental company? And they said, yes. And I said, do you have rental software? And they would say, yes. And I said, who do you have? 
they would tell me, and then I asked, do you like it? And what uh, came up over and over again was point of rental. And when I said, do you like it, they would say yes. And only two people said no, and I was kind of like shocked. And then they said, I love it. So I was like, wow. So that was my first, again, this was back in 2007, my first um, even knowledge of point of rental. And there was a couple people, and I would ask about the software company that they had that wasn't point of rental. They started like um, making excuses for the software. And I thought, wow, that is not a good uh, indicator of a good software company. So, of course, I was um, turned on to point of rental at that point. Went over and talked to the booth. They came out, and that was back in the day of Bob and, yeah. um, oh, my gosh. Steve? Steve, yes. Mm -hmm. Steve actually came out to our store. Oh, nice. And um, so, yeah, we went with Pointer Rental, and we our efficiency went up dramatically. Was Steve the one that implemented Pointer Rental with you guys, or did you guys have trainers come out to Georgia? Oh, uh, we had Earl. Earl the Pearl. Loved Earl. We still love Earl. He's great. I like when you call him on the phone and you accidentally get him. <laughs> I don't know that he loves getting me, but... <laughs> he wouldn't let on, even if, even if he did. <laughs> So how did, how did the uh, transition go? Were you guys able to transfer your data successfully? Or? Yeah, it went it went pretty smoothly, I felt. And um, I think that, uh, like somebody said at the conference today, that how um, um, user-friendly Point Rental is. I would agree with that. It's very user-friendly. You get new hires, and it doesn't take long to get them trained up. It's um, the, yeah, just very user-friendly. Do you have a story about Earl while he was uh, visiting with you? Uh, I can't think of any too exciting. Oh, that was a long time ago. That was 12 years ago. It, it is tough to remember. I can't yeah. remember 12 years ago. <laughs> At Point of Rental, we care about people and our four-legged friends. That's why we're proud to say that no animals are harmed in creating our rental software. You can rest assured that when you use Point of Rental software to manage your business, you're making the world a safer place for animals. How does it make you feel, Rufus? So we'll get back to some industry questions. So what's, what's your favorite part of working in the rental industry? So I guess I'd have to say, first off, I, I love people. I'm a people person. So I, obviously I enjoy customers. I love to have uh, positive customer experiences. And to go to my customers, I would have to say that I love my employees. Um, they're my number one priority is keeping my employees happy and um, making sure that they feel a part of the family and that they're taken care of. Because obviously, if they're taken care of and feel um, important and empowered, then they're going to take care of the customers. And that really has proven to be true. Um, and then I love to see my, my employees and the relationships they've built with customers um, when they know the names and they know what's going on in people's families and things like that. Um, and then you get the customers that come in and just are raving on my employees. It just feels so good. It really does. Yeah. So, so your favorite thing is not just point of rental. No, although that's right up there. <laughs> All right. Good feed. All right. I guess, I guess you can like people. Um, is there anything you ever bought that you didn't think would rent that surprised you and it actually was really popular? So every year we try to uh, rent, or we go to the show and we pick like some random piece of equipment that we don't have in our fleet just for fun, just like a whatever. And so one of our employees that we took along that year, we always tried to take different employees with us. Um, she picked out these heaters. And so one of my 
employee, another employee was a naysayer and it's like, they were never going to work. They're plugs, blah, 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 blah. And they have just like done so well. We've just bought, I think, six more of those. So they've done really, really well. So go Liz. Nice. Is that what you do with people? You just bring one person and say, you're responsible for buying the random thing this year. No, we don't. That would be cute. (laughs) That'd be a good idea. No, it was just to happen. She had the idea and I went with it. So it's just kind of fun to do that, to pick something different that you don't have in your fleet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Is there anything that you thought would be super popular and it just like, what? I guess no one likes this. Yes, we had this one man lift that was, uh, I think it was, I don't know what it's called. And it was for, I think it went 14 foot up and it was something we thought would be like for cathedral ceilings in, in yeah. your in your home to change a light bulb or like, you know, things like that. And I don't think it ever went out. Oh. <laughs> do, do you just use it for fun? Like, Oh, we uh, sold it okay. eventually. It t- that even took forever. So okay. sat in our showroom. All right. Well, hopefully it's having a better life. Yeah, right. S- we can hope. So what is your favorite part of Point of Rental software? Let me think, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming it's because there's so many things to choose from, not this. It's true. Okay. So I guess with Point of Rental, I like the simplicity of it. You know, like you just have like the two screens, like the program menu and the the counter system. You know, I, it's nice to be able to teach someone new and it really is very simple. Um, I love how it interacts with my QuickBooks because obviously I'm an accounting person. And so we try to use all the systems that you have. Um, and it really does make it so simple. Um, before that, the accounting system was very difficult to use and it wasn't integrated. And uh, it's literally a touch of a button to have it in my QuickBooks. And I can look at, you know, at the day what my P&L is. Um, which is really nice. So I think that would probably be the, the nicest is the integration with my QuickBooks. I would hope so. As, as an accounting person, you, yeah. you got to love that, that yeah. stuff. All right. What's a time where Point of Rental helped you do something that you might not have been able to do otherwise? That you're just like, wow, if I didn't have this feature right now, it would have just, this would have been a mess. I think in f- trying to figure out what equipment to purchase, like uh, do we need another one? Um, the analysis features that you offer uh, are helpful in determining that. Like, should, you know, should we get another one or is our utilization good? Or, you know, should we just stick with what we have? Or do we have too many of this? That kind of thing. I think that's really a helpful feature that you have. That how, do you, how else would you determine that stuff other than by going by gut? Yeah. So you don't want to go by gut? No. You want to actually? Well, have... I think you can by go, go by gut, but that's not always the best. Okay. You want to use the data? Yeah, yeah, FYI. Yeah. All right, no, it's FBI, we call it fact based information. The FBI is always a good thing. (laughs) So you bring in the FBI, is what you're saying? Yeah, we bring the FBI. Make all your decisions. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, what are you looking forward to in your future with Point of Rental? Since we we obviously have a relationship as as company to company and people, what are you looking forward to? I think utilizing even more of the features that um, maybe that you know, you don't, you're not even aware of, you know, you just go along and especially being 12 years into it, um, you're so familiar with what you're familiar with and you don't know what you don't know. So even coming to these conferences, you're sitting in a, in a session on something that you're, oh, we do this all the time. And then you're like, oh my gosh, you didn't know that. I didn't know that that did that. So you learn, you pick up little different um, tricks or um, other things that another store is using or whatever that you didn't you weren't even aware of. Um, so I think that's the benefit of coming to conferences. I think that's the 
um, benefit of networking with other businesses. And I think it's building relationships too. Even like, you know, going to the event last night and hanging out with the um, different point of rental employees and developing relationships with people that you talk to on the phone is really nice. It's, it's just, it's, again, I'm a people person. So I really yeah. enjoy that. It feels good. It's like we're, we're big. It's a big world. And mm-hmm. I think it's nice to make it smaller. Did you meet anyone that you are usually talking to on the phone that you were like, hey? Yeah, actually, last night we met um, Taylor, who's from IT, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't know that he, oh my gosh, he's a great singer. <laughs> we were in the karaoke oh, yeah. room. Yeah, he's pretty good. It was fun. <laughs> what, so what was, what was his song? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. This is bad. Okay, um, what's your song? Oh, no, it's my daughter. Oh, she okay. was singing with him. Um, we did Bust a Move, but... Um. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was. Do a fun you know night. all the words? No, I don't oh. know any of the words. And I was surprised. I was going to ask you to sing it right now. No, but. I was surprised at some of the words, the songs. Holy <laughs> cats! Totally inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you listen to? Exactly. Yeah. Or I'm, what I'm singing along with, but I'm not singing the right words. You oh, know? Okay. <laughs> I only know the clean version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's a trait that successful leaders have in common, in your opinion? I think, honestly, to be very engaged with your employees. I really think that that's um, a key uh, element. To have your employees feel like they are cared about and appreciated is huge. Um, To be actively engaged in their lives, but also to empower them. I don't micromanage. I don't think that's necessary. These people are grown adults. They have um, knowledge, experience, way beyond what I do in their area of expertise, and to empower them to use that not trying to um, second-guess them, but to ask them questions and allow them to have input and then to go ahead and use that input and go with their decisions. And mistakes are made, mistakes are made. We learn from mistakes and we move forward. I think that's really important. I think they feel a part of the process. They feel a part of the decision-making. And then they feel a part of maybe even the ownership of the company, you know, that sort of thing. Is that something that you, like, always were able to do, or is that something you had to learn? I think it's a growth. I think that people are invaluable. I feel like that's how I was raised. But it's grown, you know, in in working, um, being around other CEOs and listening to different people. You you gain that. Some of it's from negative. You hear negative experiences, and Mm -hmm. you're like, wow, that's not a good example. Um, but then other just from other people, and you just gain it, and it grows. Um, also, I'm not, I don't know everything, and even in being in rental all my life, I don't know a lot about all kinds of equipment and things like that, and I feel like I don't need to. I have employees to do that. Like, let me be the knowledgeable person in the things that I'm knowledgeable, and I allow them to be the knowledgeable person in the things that they're knowledgeable about, and um, I don't have to act like I know it all. You know, I have them to do that for me, so. That's cool. Um, have you ever used a fake accent or fake name to call into phone support? Because maybe you're like a little embarrassed that you're calling again over the same thing. <laughs> no, but I probably should have. I wonder sometimes if my no, uh, my phone number pops up and people don't answer me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe maybe next time you try it. Try, um, try and it. I have already gotten Wayne. Wayne's, Wayne answered one time and I'm like, oh my gosh, Wayne. And I think he was surprised that I recognized his voice. How did that go? Uh, it went great. You? Yeah. Right. He told me a story one time where somebody called and got him and they wanted to talk to Earl. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and who doesn't like talking to you? So. <laughs> You've already obviously seen a lot of people here. Is there anyone you are particularly excited to have seen or that you want to see today? I, it's always, like I said, great to reconnect with point of rental people. I enjoy that. And then also seeing people that you talk to on the phone is good. Um, then also the rental stores and getting to meet new people. We met some really great um, ladies last night at the event <clears throat> that we made friends with. And that did you was sing karaoke with them? Yeah, we did. Okay, and, uh, that's, also, that's a good way to bond. Also, we bowled. We bowled with them. Uh, it was really nice. There's a lot more women in rental in the rental industry that's growing, the, the involvement of women, and that's really a great thing. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with their um, pull up your bootstraps and do what you have to do. It's it's really a neat thing in a male-dominated industry. I'm not talking about event. I'm talking about tool. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's neat to, neat to see these ladies blossom. Are you looking to be their mentor? Or are you just in a, hey, let's all, let's all learn? I do encourage. I think us ladies need to, like, stick together like that and encourage one another. It's uh, amazing, um, not in a great way sometimes. I, uh, you know, got a phone call once. You know, here I am, the owner of this company, and um, got picked up the phone George's Toronto, and the guy says, can I speak to a guy, please? So I was like, wow. sure, absolutely. So I turned, put it on hold and gave him a guy. But I think that's, uh, you know, pretty disrespectful, and I think that's kind of the stuff that men really, not, not male bashing by any stretch of the imagination. I love men. But I think that um, men don't experience that. You don't have any clue um, of what that feels like, and that's something that women deal with all the time, or not, you know, every day, but we, yeah. it's something that we experience a lot. More often than you should. Correct. Absolutely. We were talking a little about karaoke. What song are you always excited to get stuck in your head? Oh. I don't know. Just, when you said that, the one that comes into my mind is Celebrate. <laughs> okay. Can you sing a few bars of it? Oh, my gosh. No way. Celebrate no? good times. Come on. <laughs> all right. See, that's, that's all I know of the song, so... Absolutely. I'm a party girl. I, mean, it's, I have a great name because my name's Marty, and party rhymes with Marty, so there you go. Nice. <laughs> was, was that intentional? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so, although it does, it does go. All right. Five important questions. Five important, Five important questions. questions. Five important questions. These next questions are our important questions. We ask these to everyone, regardless of who it is. So what would you say is your greatest success in life? Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I'd have to say my kids. Anyone a little more than the others <laughs> or all of them equally? Are you going to do the nice answer? Uh, you would just do the nice answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I have, um, I have a son that has special needs. He's deaf and visually impaired, and so he faces so many challenges, and he's very uh, pretty impressive with his independence. He loves to travel, mm -hmm. and so that's pretty cool. Then uh, my second daughter, she, I mean, my second child daughter, she works with me for the last year, and she's pretty amazing in her own right. She's incredibly musically talented, so she was the one singing. Yeah, I heard her. I she, was like, oh, I don't want to go next after Yeah, this. she's awesome. She's, she's so great. And she has bumped up. She uh, does my communications, so she does my website and all that, anything with our logo on. And so she's ramped me up unbelievably. She's doing a great job. And then my youngest is a special um, master's program. Uh, last okay. year for special ed, early childhood education. Oh, and so cool. she's got an incredibly tender heart. So I'm proud of all three of them. That's nice. For different reasons. 
I see. Okay, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice when you started your career, what would it be? My career? Yeah. Wow. Have confidence. Um, you're more amazing than you think you are. That's always that's good advice for everybody. Yeah. What is your most embarrassing moment in your career? Oh my gosh, there are tons. <laughs> just just one. Hmm. Right after you tell yourself to have confidence. Yeah, right? like, tell us all, all the embarrassing things. Um, well, I got pulled over by a cop one time because my chipper that I was towing, the uh, chute un- unhooked or, you know what I'm saying, unlocked and swung out and hit a sign. And so um, as soon as it hit the sign, the cop went whoop, whoop, like, how the heck is he there already? <laughs> And uh, at the time, I was wearing a skirt and flip-flops, which is my normal attire for the summer. Yeah. So I had to go out, and I knew nothing about this chipper, which was really dumb. And so the cop is asking me to put the chute back. And I was like, hmm. So I called my guy. Now that I had to unlatch it, but then I didn't know how to push it. Well, he thought I had a 6-inch chipper, and I had a 12-inch chipper. So he said, you just reach up and push the chute. Well, as it turns out, it's a 12-inch. It's way up there. It has a T-bar. Mm-hmm. didn't know that. So there I am jumping on the side of the road, trying to jump up to push the chute over. And the cop walks over and moves the T-bar and puts the chute back. And I said, thank you, officer. He didn't give me a ticket. So that was nice. Nice. See, <laughs> sometimes it's good to not know things. And you didn't just like say, whoa, how did that get there? I, I didn't attach this thing to the back of my car. You can't do that. Oh. As a driver, you're supposed to be responsible for Pop your day. load. I'm learning these things. Oh, see. Now I learned it. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is going to be inconvenient. Sorry, you've been sentenced to death due to it being required to know what you're carrying and be able to properly put it away so the policeman doesn't have to for you. So since you've been sentenced to death, you get a last meal. What is your last meal Ooh. and why? Ooh, last meal. Okay, well, I'll have to go with a lobster with butter. Okay, it seems like that, that would be That would be nice. And a, a nice steak. Let's go with... Um, a filet with demi-glaze. Okay. Does that sound good? You want a drink or a dessert with your... Oh, drink, yeah. Vodka's good. Deep, <laughs> Deep Eddie is my favorite. Okay, Made right good. here in Austin, Texas. Favorite. Good. So we'll go with something with that. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's your last meal. You All right, to so choose. Brussels sprouts are yummy and um, some kind of potatoes. So. I, don't, I don't think I would even go with vegetables for the last <laughs> meal. I'd be like, nah. No, Brussels are great. Grilled okay. Brussels, mm, yum. <laughs> okay. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I maybe should have a filter. <laughs> I think it works well, and you've done a great job here, so I think you at least have that filter. You haven't said anything inappropriate to us. Uh, tell me something that's true that almost no one agrees with you about, or something that's false that everyone thinks is true. Hmm. It can be something silly. It can be something serious. Okay, something that's true. That it, wait, like, you can tell me that a hot dog is a sandwich, and lots of people disagree with you. Yeah. Is a burrito a sandwich? No, it's a burrito. Okay. I think most people would agree with you on that one. So yeah. So that doesn't count. No. Gosh, I'm being too deep. You, you're allowed to be deep. Yeah. I didn't say that you had to pick wait, a shallow so, one. So read it again. See what pops in my head. What is, tell me something that's true that almost no one agrees with you about, or something that's false that everyone seems to think is true. I think that... People think millennials are lazy. I don't think that's true. I think they're just different. They um, function in a, diff- in a different way. And I don't think that that's even true of everyone. 
I think that that's, um, you raise them that way. So I think you just have to figure out the best way to connect with them and what makes them tick. How do you connect with them? So for one, I text them. Um, um, they, we don't have cell phone policies. Um, I use my cell phone during the day. How would I expect them not to use theirs? I think there has to be a respect of that. Like, I wouldn't think that they would be on it all day long, mm-hmm. but I don't sit there and monitor that. Mm-hmm. I think, again, it's just respecting them as individuals and as adults, and you get that respect back. Yeah. And I don't, I don't micromanage, so I think that that's all just this self-respect thing going around, and hopefully they'll get their jobs done, and that you monitor that. Yeah. You monitor their job as opposed to whether these little tiny things, and then they like their job, and then all that stuff works out in the, in the, in the end, you know? Yeah. Just focus on the, the overall goals. And yeah. The posit- I like positivity. Tell me a secret about the rental industry. It's a great business. Okay. I like it. Very profitable. All right. That is all. Thank you for joining us, Marty. Thanks for having me. It's good to talk with you for an extended period of time. And now we will go uh, do a testimonial. Okay. Thanks. And thanks to you for joining. That is all.